Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today, we are going to be talking about Wonder Woman 84. So, we will be going into spoiler territory here. So, here's your spoiler alert. And without anything else, let's go ahead and get right into it. So, I know, Cheryl, that you... I know you like comic book movies, because I know you've seen, like, all the Avengers films and stuff like that. But I know you don't really, like, read comic books um, as seriously as other people. So, I guess, yeah, just what was what were your thoughts kind of going into this movie and before watching it and stuff? Well, um, unfortunately, someone told me that it wasn't good. So, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, it's it's maybe not that good. And <laughs> you can't do that. This isn't the movie. <laughs> you can't go into the movie with that bias already. You gotta like just you gotta go into it with a fresh with fresh pair of eyes and just be like, I okay. Tried. I tried, but you know, um, I just you know, at the at the beginning, I I, I felt like I was being open minded, and the further along I went through the movie, I was like. Okay, I can see why people are saying it wasn't, like, a good movie. Um, but not to say that there weren't good things about it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I guess, like, one of the things that I really liked, um, that I also liked about the first one, was that it was directed by a woman, and you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because there's, like, never really like a, a shot wasted on showing off her body parts and that's something that like I super noticed in the first one and and knew it was going to be the same thing for this one because it was the same director so um and I remember that's fair I, <laughs> I remember when that's I good. watched the first one um I when I found out it was it was directed by a woman I was like that makes sense to me because I didn't feel like she was objectified and and I felt the same way this time um, and like mm -hmm. you can kind of compare like some people would could be like well I mean I mean yeah she's like basically naked she's she's got like like a swimsuit on <laughs> and right as opposed to like in in a Marvel movie where like Black Widow she's wearing a whole you know piece like like a wetsuit almost um right although when black widow first showed up at iron man 2 she definitely was objectified in that film yeah it took she, time for um, to change that yeah like she she's made to like use her sex appeal as a weapon and that's something that wonder woman never has to do mm -hmm. so i'm like yes also i like no. DC, so <laughs> and wait also you like cut i like dc <laughs> Oh, you know, like, I'm a big fan of DC, too. I go back and forth on whether I like Marvel more or DC. It kind of just depends on, like, the time of day. I I think I really love, like, the X-Men in Marvel, but I love almost every character in DC, even the ones that you don't get to see that much, like, people called The Question. Like, DC does a really good job, at least in their animated showcase, of making you like or getting you to know the their lesser known characters that aren't necessarily the big three of Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Um, it's funny that you say that you can tell it's directed by a woman because 
that's that's a positive way that you can tell it's directed by a woman. There's another way you can tell that it's directed by a woman that I don't think is as like nuanced or well handled, and that's with the amount of men in this movie that are just trying to come on to the to a, a woman every single moment that they're walking by. It's like literally a scene where she's walking and there's like seven dudes. Slight exaggeration. There's like maybe four, but it's a lot, and it's through the entire movie of just these dudes being like, "Hey, baby." Hey baby, hey baby. We're like the only decent man in the movie is Steve Trevor, and that's one of those things of like, okay, guys, this does happen. We're not trying to say it doesn't, and at the same time, not every dude in in a woman's life is going that a woman is going to pass is going to be a sleazy guy that's just trying to like, like, <laughs> like attack you or whatever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two biased, per- two biased perspectives here, people. Um, <laughs> okay, <you> disagree. <laughs> Cheryl, that, by, by the way, that tells you how Cheryl thinks about me in her own life, so good to know. <laughs> I actually think Cheryl attacks me more, but... <laughs> uh, actually, that's, that's pretty fair. <laughs> 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 so yeah, but that being that that being said, um, that aside, I think that what you're saying is more true uh, than false. I think that it does it does more good for the movie than harm. Uh, and I am just speaking from it from looking from a perspective of wanting to see more nuanced takes on this dynamic between male and females in movies. And so, and that felt a little too on the nose to me and a little and a little too unrealistic so in in those moments it did take me out like the scenes that work are the scenes like when you do have the guy that tries to attack barbara um like on her way home and he's like hey i'm just trying to help you like that felt real to me and it's like okay yeah you know like screw that guy but then it felt a little weird that after you guys stopped that guy from attacking Barbara, you just kind of left him there so that he could eventually attack another woman one day and just kind of left him on the street and it's just like, all right, we're going to go home now. It's like, oh, but he's he's still there. He's clearly a problem. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just throw him in a jail cell just and just say that he attacked somebody. I don't know. I don't know what you do. That's not fair, though, because one, Barbara's not a hero, and two, she was, like, kind of freaking out about, like, what was changing in her. Like, she, as a character in that moment, was changing into something else, so... No, I'm talking about when Wonder Woman saved her the first time, before uh... Barbara. Why Why would Wonder Woman, who is a hero, leave this man just on the ground after he tried to attack a woman and think, he's gonna change, he's <laughs> not gonna do this again, he knows he learned his lesson. No, you take that dude and you toss him in jail. I don't even, like, I don't even care if you have to lie. You say, you'd be like, yo, this dude did a thing. <laughs> go away. Well, that's too complicated because they don't just go to jail. They have to like get I know, evidence that's true. and like, go to court and all that. It takes a long time. So like, there's no time. There's... We're not doing that in Wonder Woman. <laughs> Man, maybe Wonder Woman should have just snapped that dude's neck. Whoa! <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> That got really dark right there. <laughs> you will never do this again. <laughs> Not on my way. <laughs> uh, well, no, I I liked uh, Pedro Pascal's character in the movie, Maxwell Lord. Uh, from a comic book perspective, that's not the same character. That's 
not how Maxwell Lord is in the comic books. Uh, like I don't know that much about Wonder Woman's lore. I don't. I didn't really read her comics, but um, my friends that have just made sure that they explained to me that the Maxwell Lord that you see in comics is more conniving, uh, more intelligent, and he has the ability for mind control. And his whole thing was he used his mind control to take over Superman. And in DC, they don't have a lot of psychics. In Marvel, there are psychics all over the place. But in DC, they don't really have that many psychic characters, which is why when psychic characters show up in DC, they're a real problem. And he was one that took over Superman. And it seemed, I think it was something along the lines of when Wonder Woman was trying to get him to tell her how to... Tell when she was trying to get Maxwell Lord to tell her how to stop uh, Superman or how to stop Max, he said, the only way you can stop me is to kill me. And she said, okay. And then she snapped his neck. And, oh, she does but, do that. <laughs> so she does do that. And uh, But when she does that, though, he basically recorded her killing him and broadcast it to the entire world. So he basically died to ruin her image. That's who Maxwell Lord is. And that's a very different character than Pedro Pascal's character in the movie. That being said, I still liked his character. You know, it's interesting. Um, I mean, clearly I don't know too much about um, the the original comics and stuff. I, I basically mm-hmm. only know what uh, what like is out in the movies. Um, right. That's, that's the only universe that I know. Um, but I, I was really curious because I know that it's the same director for the first and second movie, but um, it's not the same writer. No, they changed the writer. Yeah. Yes. And I think, like, that really stuck out to me. Like, I could really tell the difference between the first one and second one. Um, and, like, the second movie story is just not as strong. It's not, like, there were just things that, were confusing that didn't make sense like I was constantly asking questions like but why are you doing that but what is the motive like what is happening why is this happening in the 80s right <laughs> uh, does it need to be in the 80s like if you're saying it's 84 but you're not like making it about the year then why is it 84? <laughs> so that they could do that scene where Chris Pine is trying on the different outfits in the 80s and they could do that little montage. That's what that whole, the whole movie was like made just so that they could do that. No, it, <laughs> I agree. It, it, it is very strange. Um, and to me, it feels like, hey, things like Stranger Things are like popular and things like Thor Ragnarok, which also kind of has this kind of feel and aesthetic, are popular. So we're going to try to do that. Like, if you look at the trailers, it really feels like they're doing a type of Thor Ragnarok-like feel with the Wonder Woman 84 trailer. And while the movie itself is different, it the, the setting isn't really all that important, I guess, other than to just say... Tried to try to make some excuse for why Diana hasn't been found in all these years, but there are still cameras. She's destroying the cameras, but if she gets seen on the cameras at all without like going and actually destroying the recording that they're going to, it doesn't actually change anything. So, yeah, I so she just come out and say I didn't like this movie that much. I think the movie's okay. Like to be to like to be just strictly fair, I think that. I don't think the movie is bad, but I also don't think it's that good either. 
I think that there's some really strong points in the movie, and then I think that there's some really there's some points in the movie that just maybe they're just not for me, and so therefore I didn't enjoy them as much. I like the first Wonder Woman infinitely times uh, more than I like this movie, mm-hmm. and you know I made that comment about how Steve Trevor is the only like decent guy in the movie um, because every other mo- every other guy in the movie is trying to get laid uh, by every other female character, and one of the things I liked about the first Wonder Woman is that she is she is in a group of male soldiers. Not one of them tries to hit on her. They see her as just another person. They see her as a warrior. They're fighting. They're fighting alongside with her. She gets to know them. She gets to feel for them. She gets to feel bad for them. They get to like learn about each other's cultures, um, how, why they're why they're fighting. And it's very it's very thin. It's not like it's any kind of on a deep type level, but it. It shows something, you know, um, and they still are able to make the the commentary on how women are treated or how women are disregarded when she goes into the the uh, hearing with all the men in the first movie, and none of them want to listen to her because she's a woman. So you can still make that social commentary without trying to make every single male figure in your movie seem like a jerk because it's not realistic of what our actual society looks like. Um, so I just felt like it was more balanced and better handled which is also explained by the fact that it was a different writer in the first movie. But that that aside, I just thought the content was more interesting in the first movie. And for me, the movie, this second movie, One Woman 84, kind of peaked in the middle of the film. And after that, I just didn't find it as interesting. I don't think the... I think the action scenes are fine, but I think that the fight the fight choreography leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I did not enjoy the fight between Cheetah and Wonder Woman at the end of the movie. It was, it seemed very bland. It seemed very, um, it didn't seem that it was very well done. And then it was obviously shot in the dark because they don't want to show the bad CGI of the cat lady. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think in general, the CGI wasn't very great, um, especially with like all the swinging around and flying. And um, I mean, it's just, there were a lot of, there are a lot of problems. I think that, this is the kind of movie that would fly for people who don't really care and they just they just want to see like a cool like movie action hero movie um like we we might be a little bit more judgmental cuz cuz we studied film um and it's like our job to be precise or like try to be precise <laughs> I mean it's not easy to do so like I couldn't make this Wonder Woman, so I mean, right? But uh, but it there were definitely some issues, and it all comes down to the writing. I feel like um, agreed. Like, like CGI can can be forgiven, but the writing <clears throat> is where it all starts, and that's where I had a lot of the problems. It's just a lot of things did not make sense to me, um, <clears throat> especially with like I wrote down. Um, that there's like at least three people who didn't renounce their wish. <laughs> like starting with the guy who wished for coffee. <laughs> wish. And then there's Alistair, who, the little boy who's just like out in the middle of nowhere. He didn't renounce his wish. I don't know. <laughs> um, to name a few. 
so there's some problems there. And I also hated how, like, that's how it's all resolved. Like, that's how Wonder Woman saves it, by, like, somehow getting everyone that ever made a wish to renounce it. Like, there's yes. going to be someone who doesn't want to renounce their wish. And that's kind of the place where the movie's asking you to suspend uh, disbelief even more, and that's and I think that's why so many who are having a problem with it because it's basically trying to give you a positive vision of humanity. If Zack Snyder's take on how humanity is going to respond to Superman is more realistic, and how not everyone's just going to love this guy that comes out that's a, that's essentially a god and can do whatever he wants, and therefore you're going to have people that treat him differently then Wonder Woman 84 is the opposite of that, where it wants to kind of lean back into the um, the old Superman lore, the old Superman days from the 70s, or Christopher Reeves, and where everyone's just going to love and praise him and like be on his side. And in the case of Wonder Woman, it's, le it's trying to lean into the idea of humanity being intrinsically good, which I don't mind that as a message um, at its core, it's just that from a story standpoint, it is way too easy to say if you are talking to everyone in the world, like, we, we know how internet trolls are. You could have, you could have something that's amazing, and you're going to have at least that one internet troll that comes in and tries to ruin it. So if this dude gets on television and says, make your wish, somebody's going to say, I wish you would shut up and let me finish my show. <laughs> so... That's just, that's, that's, the, that's the world that we live in. <laughs> and you got to have, or, and then you have the more nuanced things or the, the, the situations where you have the person that's like, yeah, I have cancer. I wish to no longer have cancer. Are that, is that person really going to pronounce their wish? Probably not. And, and that's why in, the, in those scenes, they mainly show people wishing for, I guess, I guess, bad things, like the woman who says, I wish that all you Irish people got sent back to where you came from, and he says, oh, I wish that you died. Like, these are things that when you get done with that scene, you can say, it's a good thing that these wishes got, 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 yeah. are being undone, but they're not showing the wishes that aren't intrinsically evil, like the wishes that the main characters actually do make. Like, those are, like, that's one of the things I like about the movie, is... Wonder Woman's wish to be with Steve Trevor, it, like, one, it, I guess it could be seen a little weird because Steve Trevor was back in World War One times, and now it's 84. That's a long time, but I guess she really loved this dude that she knew for a couple of days. Um, and so, fine. She loves this guy, and she gets him back. The And you have Barbara, who wants to kind of feel like Wonder Woman. So... The idea that you have these wishes, they give you what they want, these things aren't intrinsically bad, but the knock-on effect of what they're causing is bad, and so you have this kind of duality between, I want to keep my wish, but my wish is actually causing problems, but it's something I really want, and you want to fight for it, but it's, it's causing problems. That was when the movie was the most interesting to me. In all, in all reality, that I found to be enjoyable and a nice little dichotomy because now all of a sudden your good guy isn't 100% good because your good guy is selfish. Your bad guy isn't 100% bad because your bad guy is just like your good guy. So I think that that's a much more interesting movie, but I don't think that they really leaned into it, especially by the time you get to the third act. 
Honestly, I think they probably made that so they can get Chris Pine back. <laughs> oh, of course, because Chris, Chris Pine is amazing. He is an amazing actor, and he does such a good job in the scenes that he's in in this movie. And the scene where Diana has to say bye to him, it's actually my favorite scene. It's that scene and the scene where she's learning how to fly. Because that was a very smart way of teaching her how to fly, because now every time that character flies, it's tied to the love of her life who loved flying himself. That, story-wise, that's great. And that's, why, and that's what we're saying. Like On paper, there's so many things that work then that can work. There are good moments in this movie when she says bye to him and he's just trying to say, hey, look, you got to do this. And the way they handle that, where you don't see him disappear. She she kisses him, then she turns to the corner, she walks away. They say one final I love you while they're not even looking at each other. She says, I renounce my, my wish. She starts running and she gets her powers back and the message is clear. You don't need to see him disappear. These are strong, these are strong things in the movie. But that's not enough to carry the movie to make yeah. it an actual good movie, at least in the front and in, in my estimation of how I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was a little hard for me to appreciate those little things, um, those little scenes. Cause like now that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, actually, they did a really good job with um, with the way she renounced her wish. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also like a lot of bad things that <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't appreciate this. Movie. Although there is, a, uh, now that you you know mentioned Chris Pine, um, one thing I did really like about his character is how like he was such a support to her. Mm-hmm. Like yes, that's good. Like she is Wonder Woman. She doesn't need your help, but he's gonna do whatever he can to try to help her anyway. And like, there's never a time where she relied on him during a fight to help her with something like if he wasn't there it would have been fine but it's nice to see that he he knows that she's tough and like all he can really do is just try to help in like little ways and i like yeah yeah and it kind of ties into his character from the first movie and the the people that she was fighting with because it was the same thing when they're in that war scene they see her fighting and they know that she can handle herself but they're not going to just sit there and let her do all the work. They're going to try and do their best to support her. And that's one of the cool things. You see them working side by side. Even though she can do it all alone, you have these characters that are still going to be like, hey, we're still in this with you. And so we're going to support you. We're not going to take over because you you got this. But we're going to support you the best that we can. And I did think that that was another cool element. I agree. It's like the consistencies between the first movie that carried over into the second movie that I really liked and everything else was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah, so Chris Pine is definitely um, his, the way his character is handled and the way his relationship is handled with her. I like the fact that they, they switched it where the first movie was she was a, a woman out of time and he was trying to explain to her how everything was but now they're doing he's the man out of time and so now she's doing for him what he did for her in in the first movie so like every time when i talk about this movie i can find things that i liked but then when i just think about it as a whole i can find more that i just didn't enjoy or that i just didn't have fun with and it's unfortunate because i i like the first movie i liked it a lot um so much potential that like 
I think because the first one was so good that we wanted more from the second one, and it just wasn't quite there. Yeah, although Hans Zimmer did uh, the score for this movie, and I mean, some of the tracks were kind of reused from other things that Junkie XL did. Um, the, the the end scene is a song called A Beautiful Lie, which is Batman's theme from uh, Batman v Superman that they reappropriated for this movie, which I thought was a little weird. Uh, but I still love the Wonder Woman theme. There's a remix to that theme in this movie that sounds very good. So I, I still find I don't think there's that many new sound, new scores that in this movie that like really got me um, jumping, like something that I hadn't already heard before that was completely new. But I, I think the score still works. I think it's still enjoyable. So I had a good time with the music at least. I definitely like the Wonder Woman theme. However. Uh, my boyfriend brought this up, uh, which is a really good point, that it would have been really cool to have some, you know, really familiar 80s music <laughs> to complement the 84, right? <laughs> I guess that's what you kind of would expect them to do if they're doing it 84, but that's like, but that's the thing that all these, like, that's the thing Stranger Things does, that's the thing that um, Thor Ragnarok does, they try to, like, really lean into that aesthetic, and... It's kind of like the thing you would expect. For me personally, I almost am happy that they didn't. But at the same time, if you're not going to, why are you putting it in in that time period? Like if you're going to have an 84, at least, you know, do like one 84 thing. I know they had like some elements like the cars and stuff. And I think I saw like an arcade and like, you know, the mall and everything. But like, that's not enough. (laughs) That's not enough to say this movie takes place in 84 for a reason. Like... Decorate a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> yeah, and also, this movie also starts to mess with timeline stuff. I mean, I know we don't know that the um, Batman and Superman movies take place within, like, our real-world time. Like, like, Batman v Superman, we don't know if it take, took place in 2016. But it's just as far as the... Con- they clearly don't care about the continuity that much anymore because, realistically, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent would be alive at the time that this movie is happening. Like, they would probably be, like, teenagers or, like, preteens. There's no way that they're not going to remember who Wonder Woman is since she talked to the entire world by the time they're adults. And also, as an added bonus, what do you think Bruce Wayne wished for? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything he's hunting one woman down when he's older i'm sorry <laughs> he's like, you took away my one wish yeah this, 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 there's too many there's too many things like uh one of the things i wrote down is that this is too complicated they made it way too complicated um like i'm sure there could have been like another cool way they could have mess with time so they could bring Chris Pine back for a little while, but this one was a little, like, out there. there it was just too easy to... Also, why why bring him back in someone else's body? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. Like, that's that's the weird part of the movie, because clearly the Dreamstone makes nukes out of thin air. Right, and it made but a it... wall, but it couldn't bring Chris Pine back, and, like, do we care what happens to that guy? Like, was it, like, soul? Where like, <laughs> he just right. jumped into a body that was that just died and 
No, because this guy was clearly alive. Like, this dude's, like, alive like me or you, and then somebody just comes in, and then I, like, what happens to me? Do I just, like, float in, like, the great before or something until the dude's finished giving my body a, a test run? It's just, it's also funny that they just don't even talk about it. They're like, this is fine. This is cool. We're, we're both okay with this. And that's, and that's just the end of it. And there's, and there's, like, there's, like, no questions to the whole thing of, like, is this okay? Right. But Should we find another point? way? Like, there's no point yeah. because they had Chris Pine acting oh. for the whole role anyway, so they as well have just had him come back as himself. The the point was they wanted to be able to do that montage scene with him trying on the different outfits in the other guy's closet. They could have just that was took the whole point. <laughs> they, they, easy, I know. <laughs> it's an easy fix. Yeah, uh, that would have actually been better because then we could have seen like what the stores looked like in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> this movie just brings up so many questions. So I, 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 I understand, and I somewhat like how they try to uh, they try to explain Wonder Woman's invisible jet and how it came to be, but at the same time, it's like. This ability to turn things invisible is not a power that you've ever shown before, even having, like, hinted at. And since this is a prequel to other movies, we never see you use it after this. And this is the one time that you're able to use it. And then, Steve, I'm looking at you, too. A jet made in the 80s and is you know not the same it. thing. This <laughs> is not, not how planes work. I'm sorry. World War One, bro. Not World War Two. World War One. Yeah, like first of all, like like you said, how can he know how to fly the plane? Um, that like you know is a futuristic plane to him. <laughs> Two, um, it was a museum piece. I'm pretty sure they don't work, and they're not, they're not full of gas, so like. <laughs> You could just steal it so easily. <laughs> this one is. We only keep it fueled. You never know when you gotta take off for the kitties. Yeah. <laughs> this, there's just too many holes to poke in this movie that, like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. The only other convenience I wanted to to talk about was or mention was when Maxwell Lord goes to the president of the United States tells him that um, gets whatever, makes him get his wish for the nukes and whatever, turns around and literally on the board behind him is a diagram for the thing that he needs to for the next scene so that he can touch everyone, even though up until this point he had to physically be touching people. But because they use the words, oh yeah, you can touch people. That's how it was explained to me. I must have this. Take me there. It's like... Yeah. Guys! How convenient. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's an okay movie, and it's definitely a family film, and I, and I feel that the message behind the movie is one that people can get behind, and that's why there are so many people that do like the movie are able to get behind it, because at the end of the day, it is a message that we, that we could, that we could use, that we need, especially after, like, the year that we had last year, so I, I don't mind what it's trying to do. I just don't think as a movie it, it it didn't work that much for me. Yeah, I mean, if you liked the movie and you're watching this now and we've ruined it for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 
Yes, it's it's okay though. You're allowed to like what you like, and the other people are, we're not trying to hate on what you like or try to hate on the fact that you like it. We are hating on something that you like, but we're not trying to hate on the fact that you like it. So happy that we didn't like it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but I think we're gonna go ahead and call it there. What did you guys think about the movie? Have you seen it? Like, comment below. Let us know what you thought about it. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, subscribe, and yeah, like. <laughs> this movie. Oh man. Anyway, all right. We're gonna. <laughs> we will see you later. This has been an open discussion with C3 Films. I've been Chris, and this has been Cheryl. We'll see you next time. <laughs>